This week, we bring on podcasters, police officers, and listeners to tackle the Micaiah Bryant shooting and the Chauvin verdict. Whether it be Dogecoin, Bitcoin, or what in the world is this safe moon thing, learn more about cryptos in our new segment for Money Talks. If you like what you hear, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and tell a friend about us. I'm Zach. And I'm Brandon, and welcome to Say What He's Saying. So I think we should start with the Micaiah Bryant shooting. I think that that has been the instance that has been mo- more in the news lately. I mean, it's been obviously the more recent one between that and the Chauvin case. Um, Brandon, what are your overall thoughts on on this case, on this shooting? I saw the Micaiah Bryant incident the minute it, once everybody saw him, the minute the hashtag started. And I was like, you know what? I've seen enough of these. I've I've already went through the remorse and the the ill feelings that comes along with it. I'm not gonna pay attention. And then someone said uh, he arrived on the scene and shot within 11 seconds. I'm like, oh, that reminds me of the Tamir Rice thing. Mm-hmm. Granted, I didn't get to look at anything. I'm just like, all right, whatever, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, then I saw a quick video of someone wrestling to the ground and then the cop shooting, cop shooting someone, and I'm like. Okay, so he shot someone in the back uh, four times. And then I was like, she got shot in the chest four times, and she had the knife. I'm like, she didn't have the knife. I didn't see the knife. I thought it was in the beginning. Then it was in the end. I was like, wait a minute. Then I can't necessarily say this is the level of aggression that I think it's of a typical white cop, black teen situation. Then to say who was to call the cops and then all these auxiliary opinions, I wasn't sure what to make of it, but it's still something that divides the intra-communities of, at least within the social media uh, world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, when I first saw it, I thought it was tragic, obviously, because it was a teenager, but right. I I didn't really follow it too much at the onset, like when it first happened, but I did remember seeing, even then at the beginning, you know, the, the controversy starting of, well, no, she had a knife mm-hmm. and... Or no, you know, and then people saying, no, she was defending herself or she called them or, you know, all of this stuff. And I kind of like I was waiting for something to happen. I was waiting for something, you know, for us to get something to get, you know, or for shit to just hit the fan immediately, Mm -hmm. you know, riots or or protests or looting or, you know, something I thought was going to happen. And some stuff did. But then the body cam footage dropped and, you know, then... The same day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so once that happened, I I formed my opinion pretty quickly. Um, But a lot of people didn't. A lot of people, or rather they did, but they formed a different opinion, you know, even with that out there. Um, So I I don't know. I think that this is an interesting example. Sorry, go ahead. No, let me go on record and go through my, I guess, metamorphosis of opinion. Yeah. At first I was like, you know, this is another situation and wow ohio wow columbus i'm here why is this it happens all over the country but it's always the why here it's, uh, when you hear your city yeah. um then then i assumed that there was an incident that i saw the video i was like there's a way you can spin this for it to be right but there's always an overaggression. why does it need to be four shots why does it need to be this is a teenager why isn't it there and i didn't know what we knew now about tasers and the information that we got mm-hmm. uh from a columbus officer so you know it's a defendable shot it's a very strong and i guess a strong world shot because he's dealing with the media right now and granted it might die down because this one's a little more uh i guess without making a pun this isn't as black and white as the other ones were mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah. Yeah. And let us know in the comments and let us know what you think. What do you think about the Micaiah Bryant shooting? But I, I think that, you know, the the one thing that stood out to me about this example mm-hmm. with the Micaiah, Micaiah Bryant shooting was just the how even after all of this was released, even after everything came out and, you know, it was it was pretty clear at that point, you know, that, that it may, you know, again, may, may have been tragic, but that it, the cop was doing it to protect the other people. Right. Right. At and, the end of the day, that's all their job is to do. Right. Exactly. And so the, 
the reason that I was I was looking forward to this this conversation um, because I think that's important for us to focus on. I think this is the first or at least the most prominent example mm-hmm. of one that has come up that if we can't agree on, we can't agree fundamentally on the role of police. Like every other one before this, like if we couldn't agree on whether or not Chauvin was in the wrong or if we couldn't agree on whether or not Jacob Blake should have been shot the way he was or whether or not, you know, Rayshard Brooks should have been shot the way he was or, you know, all of these, we can get into the nitty gritty. And obviously I still feel the way I do about each of those particular examples, Mm -hmm. right? But you could, you could make a, a case that the way that they were acting was not to protect or serve. Even I don't personally agree with that in a lot of these cases, but you can make the case for it. In this case, I I feel like it's harder to come to a place of agreement on the role of police if we can't agree on whether or not this is a good shoot. Well, granted, for it to be a good shoot, many people, I guess many people aren't, they don't have an issue with, I, the matter of the shoot being good or bad, I would not say is each individual's particular issue when they say they're not on the cop side. It could be uh, whether how many shots that he took, or how long, or or how fast he acted, or how come he didn't grab for a taser. Like it's not as black and white as like the the shot itself. And it's usually, a lot of these cases, you see. The reverberations you see the ripples after the initial i think this one kind of kind of was deaded after a while they kind of like i i jumped the gun a bit and they're going to regress and i think that's kind of what's happening to this because the tweets and the hashtags have definitely went down yeah that is true that it, it it did fizzle out and some you know more public figures i know lebron had his infamous um and now boom. yes i'm glad you mentioned infamous what was infamous about him saying you're next to the cop who shot um, Makai Bryant. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, I didn't like. You said it was. Like you said it was despicable. I did. I didn't like that tweet. I didn't like. I know. I, I get it. Tell he, me, what he, do you mean? So, so there's a couple different parts to this, I guess. So why mm-hmm. I why I feel so strongly about this tweet. So the first part is that it's just stupid. It's just not. It's just not smart for someone with that large of a platform to jump on something without all the information, right? So on the one hand, it's just bad there, right? And that's... Trump had something like that too. Yeah. And so then, like, one of the commenters just said, and this is another reason that this is a problem, is that... Um, or, well, hold on. I guess I'll, I'll skip that comment for now because I think... No, you won't! They may be talking about, oh, oh, okay, so they are talking about the same thing. I thought that they were talking about something different. So, no, I'll touch on that really quick, though. Oh, okay. So, as one of the commenters is bringing up, um, innocent in- until proven guilty isn't important anymore, um, and to sick the mob on him is too much. And so, with, with those, right, again, before you know all the information, uh-huh. you don't know whether or not this cop needs to be held accountable, yeah. right? His whole tweet was, your next hashtag accountability, well, you don't know if there's anything that needs to be, you know, held accountable well, for, right? Well, a lot of these officers who did shoot people before the due process also took the same liberties, no? Him saying that you're next in regards to the court of law, I'm sure was an officer who took that due process from some team. Oh, and, and I'm sure, you know, and that happens, right? The police brutality, every time police brutality legitimately happens, it is an infringement on due process and right. constitutional rights. So, so absolutely. So I get that for sure. But in this case, I don't think it was given the video we have given the evidence we have now. And granted, we didn't have that then, but to make that assumption is, is pretty big with something like this. And like someone was saying at the end with the mob part, you know, I, I think if this were to, if he were to send that tweet two years ago, three years ago, I wouldn't have called, I would have called it, like, it would still be bad. It would still be really bad. I don't know if I would have jumped to calling it despicable. The reason <laughs> I called it that, like, cops are being attacked. Like, cities are burning down in response to this stuff. Like, people are very, very emotionally driven and and heightened right now about this stuff. And, and so people to, are stressed, too. Yeah. And so to send that out, to to send that picture out with your next in all caps without really any context outside of that, 
it just it, you're sicking all of those people that are just looking for the next you know the next movement the next riot the next whatever and then they're just going to who knows right who knows what they're going to do to this guy so i don't know i just found it really bad taste um it, it really mm. you know jumped the gun on whether or not it was police brutality because you know again with the video and everything i don't think it's an example of police brutality right i agree and I was speaking to an individual earlier and saying maybe the shots may not have been as excessive as I previously would have assumed, but I still have, you know, and I wish I could properly show the Instagram videos. There's been people who at least have the camera footage of those who were in similar situations and did not end up dying. Not necessarily as tight of a window within there, but there's ways that others have lived through that. Right. And I mean, there's always going to be those those comparisons that you can draw. I don't know. With this one, though, it was nine seconds after he got out of the car that that he wound up taking those shots. Like, I don't know if there was really I, I mean, I get there are the examples out there of, you know, people post all these white people with knives that the cops don't, you know, immediately shoot. I think that what um Mike, the police officer we were talking to earlier, and he mentioned, you know, that there's a lot of different aspects to it, including timing and including um, distance. And I think with this one, right, you really didn't have any of it. You didn't have any time to make any other alternative decision, right. I think. Right. But. I mean, what, what was everybody else's thoughts? What would, what did you, what were you encountered within the comment section, uh, whether it be at home or on social media? Because uh, there's a comment section at your house. Um, just what, what were your guys' perspectives? Yeah. And, and uh, Zach, who, what did you have to kind of go back and forth with while you were online? Because I got to see a bit of it. We, I went back and forth with a couple people that were trying to give different alternatives to to do, you know, people saying to shoot elsewhere, shoot the legs or shoot, you know, wherever, mm -hmm. um, or to tase or to do whatever else. Um, there, there were a couple of things that I was talking to people about with her age in particular. Um, I feel like a lot of people equate, like if you, if you proclaim the shot, a good shot, then, or a good shoot, then suddenly you no longer care that a 16 year old died. Mm -hmm. And so when I was talking to someone online about this, that was one thing that came up was that because I thought that the cop was in the right, that, you know, wow, so suddenly it's okay for cops to kill children. Like, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. no. Right. So first off, that's a straw man. <laughs> but, you know, second off, just no, like that has nothing to do with it, right? 16, for one, you're old enough to be a threat, you know, black or white, right? Kyle Rittenhouse was old enough to create a threat, even if, now, I'm not saying he was or or was not a threat at any one particular time but like you're old enough at that point right kid or not you know you're you're potentially a deadly threat right. so i just don't you know people bring that up a lot and it seems like it's and in this instance it doesn't matter mm -hmm. um race is another one that i've been talking to people a lot have you seen this framed in a in a race um like yeah, too yeah i mean if it was i mean I heard someone, I heard a black officer said he would have did it even faster. Mm -hmm. So I don't think race plays an adequate part because my issue necessarily with many aspects of what we talked about, at least even on the podcast, isn't directly race related. Mm -hmm. If we were to, if we were to just accept racism, like a constant, right? It's no longer a force. Like people's like, what do you yeah. mean just accept it? If I accept, the speed of light i can move on with the rest of the fucking problem i just need to accept that this is possible and if i accept that this is a constant throughout the threads of america there's things above that that are the issue so mm -hmm. if race is constant then the issue will be how police are managing situations situate uh, example a b c d e outlying race so then that makes it a more police brutality issue you can paint all of them in a race color i don't think it's necessary for race to be in every color. Because if you invalidate, if one person was to mock or to uh, not take seriously certain uh, words or commands, and it's not, it's gonna lose its validity. If we're gonna call something out like that, it has to be in its most true and obvious nature so actual change can happen. 
Yeah, I 100% agree. So someone commented, said uh, race doesn't play into this for this case only. Each case needs to be evaluated. That's absolutely true. And then someone says, that's what bugs me the most. Quote, the people are saying it's okay to kill kids and stuff, unquote, in response. Uh, my response to that is, quote, it's okay to let somebody kill. It's okay to let somebody kill someone else in front of a police officer. Yeah, I mean, she she was, she was, um, you know, being, she was defending, or rather the police officer was defending that other person, right? So oh. if he hadn't shot, then yeah, what what happens then? Um, and, and no one can defend. No one can go against that. If someone mm -hmm. says, if she, if he thought about, and just sub simply thought about, if he thought about getting his taser, what would have? How would you react to, to the girl with a hole in her cheek? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I want to make the a point really quick about what you guys were talking about with losing losing impact and losing credibility and not being able to get actual change. Um, mm -hmm. I, I agree. I think that that's we had talked a little bit previously about this, about when each of these cases happen, then suddenly you'll see like the memes will the memes will start coming up where there it'll be a picture or a list of names or descriptions. Right. It'll be like, you know, killed for for um, selling cigarettes or killed for having an air freshener or killed for you know, having Skittles and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And they always, the meme will always come up then and it'll add a new one. It'll add a new, the new person mm -hmm. and it'll focus on the most innocuous element of that interaction. Like it'll say Dante Wright killed for having an air freshener when that, that isn't what happened. More, right? Yeah. And so I, I feel like this is, you know, if we if we look in a week or two, and maybe not, like you said, the hype with this one is kind of dying down. And so maybe the evidence being released is changing the tide with this one. Right. But I'm wondering if we're going to start seeing like, got killed for calling the police for help or got killed for, you know, something like that, or got killed for defending herself. And then it'll get added to the memes, it'll get added to the lists. And then those lists, every time I see those lists, every time it includes a handful of examples of, names. <clears throat> of what of trigger names yeah or like good shoots it, it'll include like actual examples of, of ones that should have not should have were justifiable shootings by the police mm -hmm. right they'll include people that should not be on that list of examples of police brutality and so I, it bugged me with this one when you know even Saki in for for Biden came out and claimed the claimed that this was evidence of systemic police brutality or systemic racism systemic uh, police racism so i don't know i feel like you're right about the credibility being lost and i feel like at this point we have some very high profile people trying to add things to the list that shouldn't be on the list mm -hmm. is it possible is that, i could uh, jump on real quick oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah for sure so so like going back to like what you were saying, Zach, about how uh, people take like, like uh, like Dante Wright, like yeah, I can't can't hang an air freshener from my mirror mm -hmm. or whatever without getting like shot or whatever. So number one, just speaking real quick on that incident, that was the reason for the stop. Maybe I think there was something with the license plate or something, but yeah, it's tagged expired too. So during the course of that stop, though more information about him was found out and he was being arrested for his warrant. Mm -hmm. And then it's, be, it's how he reacted to that, which led to his death. And I'm not saying he deserved to die for that, but I mean, his actions directly contributed to his death. Mm -hmm. right. But I mean, there, I, I can't, I have no idea how many thousands of people are caught up with warrants on a daily basis and they get taken to jail, like with, with no problem. Mm -hmm. but then you get an incident like that the one time it goes wrong that's what you see on the news so people think it's like this huge problem it's really not and I think with a lot of these uh, I guess events that happen it's something that like you have a greater chance of being struck by lightning right but that's what's all over the news so people think that it happens every day and it really doesn't yeah well and it's I 
I, I wanted to, I mean, I guess I'll pose this to, to you guys and see what you think. I was talking to someone on Facebook about this a while ago. Uh, and Brandon, I think you had mentioned something to this effect at some point when we were talking about feelings when we interact with a police officer. But the point that I had made, and, and I, I recognize that maybe I'm not the right person to be making this point, right? But the point that I had made was mm -hmm. that if you constantly have that kind of stuff up as blaming the death on those innocuous elements or because of the race, then you will have young black men being afraid to hang in air freshener or being afraid to, you know, have whatever, whatever the thing is that is being listed as I would, you were killed for this reason. And it was just because you were black and you were doing this thing. I have to imagine that's going to ingrain some, some bad, just fear, right? Fear about all of those, of the system, of the, of the police, of everything. And then, you know, that the, you won't be as likely to even do those things, even though there's no likely, it's not increasing your likelihood to die just because you have an air freshener, right? I don't know. Well, I would say that that kind of mentality kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy after mm -hmm. a while, because it's like, then a lot of young black men start thinking, well, the police are, aren't going to treat me like I'm like I'm supposed to be treated anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give them as hard a time as possible. And when you, then when when they do end up giving those officers a hard time, they don't get treated how they want to get treated because because you know they're not complying or they're not doing mm -hmm. what they're supposed to do. So it's it's kind of like I mean I don't I don't know about I can't I can only speak for myself. Right. But mm -hmm. when I do a traffic stop, I don't even the only time I give out a ticket is if that person doesn't have like a license, which is like more than half the time in Columbus. But otherwise, like if everything checks out or whatever, you're on your way. I don't want I don't want to take anybody to jail really if I don't have to because you know I there's other things I'd rather be doing. If I'm if I'm dragging somebody through jail or to jail on something minor, then I'm not there when like the big call goes out and somebody really needs help. Right. So, but you, would you say that you can agree to that there's there's instances where Individual be caught with less than a less than a gram of marijuana and then be put through the system through the, See, through the same traffic stop. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's 100 a myth. I mean, or, or once again, I can only speak for for Columbus. But in Columbus, if we find weed on somebody, we usually just we we take it and take it to our property room and and destroy it. We don't. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now that ha that would 100 have to be just Columbus, and because in New York it's a different beast. I mean, well, yeah, maybe New York, but I know even in, in the whole state of Ohio, mere possession of marijuana is like equivalent to a jaywalking ticket. You you can't even you can't you can't yeah, even it's yeah, you, in Ohio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you can't like you literally cannot take somebody to jail for mere possession. Now, if we go to your house and we find like hundreds of pounds of it, then mm -hmm. but you literally the amount that for you to actually be charged with it is way too much for one person to even have like on their person so wow. mm -hmm. i mean that's just yeah, like that's, that's like for me here. i mean taking somebody to jail takes like a minimum of like three hours that's like mm -hmm. almost half the shift so mm -hmm. I, me personally i don't like wasting it on stupid stuff even if somebody has warrants we can like call the court and instead of taking them to jail we can like reissue them a new court date that's what a lot of officers prefer to do mm -hmm. but i mean if, if if i'm like for whatever reason, interacting with you, and you're like giving me a hard time, or whatever, like you're cursing me out, or like you're not listening, or you're giving me like attack indicators, then I probably will take you to jail just because. I mean, why should I help you out if you don't have any respect for me? Right. Even though I'm respectful to you, because I mean, I'm, I I try to treat everybody as nice as possible. That makes sense. So you know. I think the other element that plays into it, Brendan, is that a lot of times the anecdotal cases that are chosen for all of these, right, they, they're always, or at least often, extremely tragic and awful, but may not be representative of the majority. Yeah, of the majority. Because, I mean, so the thing is, you know, th there were there were three examples that I wanted to pose to, well, to you, Brandon, just as a quick poll. Um, I was wondering if who has heard of Tony Timpa, Daniel Shaver, or Preston Wolf? I know Daniel Shaver. Okay, so you've heard of him. That's but really unfortunate. 
have you heard of either of the other ones, Tony Timpa or Preston Wolf? I've seen the name, but I don't know the story. I'm not gonna, I don't know of it. Gotcha. I, don't, I don't know the, the tempo, the first one. So th- the reason I bring these up is just because these are a couple other anecdotal experience, anecdotal incidents that are equally awful. And in my mm-hmm. opinion, even worse in, in some of them. But, you know, people don't know about them. And so suddenly now the way that the issue gets framed is based on the anecdotal experiences that are are brought to light, right? That are brought to the the forefront of everything. So wait, I don't know. Wait, were you going to say what those incidents were? Those, were yeah, 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 yeah. Google search. Yeah, yeah. So I actually have really quick um, the some video from from them. Um, they're all pretty quick, um, and so I'm gonna share as soon as. So so yeah. So I've got a, some body cam footage or or ring footage from these examples um just because i i do think these are important for people to be aware of i do think it's important for people to be aware of the fact that a lot of people agree with the fact that police brutality is a problem but just not that it's necessarily a race-based problem or a race-specific problem um but so tony timpa the first one that i've got pulled up is tony timpa he was um he was drunk and not complying. He was not being helpful for police, right? And was um, being disorderly. And so they wound up putting him on the ground and kneeling on his back. Um, And so it wasn't quite the same as George Floyd, but they were kneeling on his back for a total of around 12, 13 minutes or so. Um, So this is partway through that. And so obviously with all these videos, they are a little bit disturbing. So be aware of that. Um, if you're listening to the audio only um, and you don't see the video right now, um, afterwards, I'll give a brief rundown of what actually happened. But this Listen- is the first one. Sorry, go ahead. Listeners and viewer uh, viewership is advised. Yeah, so this is the first one. This is Tony Timpa. Hey. Help me. Help me. Help me. Tony. Help me. Tony. Help me. What'd you take today? <laughs> What'd you take? <laughs> Oh, 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 Okay, so this was the the first one. Basically, they were on his back for 13 minutes. He died underneath them, and then they were joking about the death, basically saying that he had passed out. And and I skipped forward a little bit, um, but they were joking about it, saying that he had passed out, saying, oh, well, I don't want to get up for school, things like that. Um, The other ones for that story. What's that? What happened to to the end of that story? What do you mean? Like, Like, what what was the, what was the, did the officers... I mean, is there a trial? Is there? Um, I'm pretty sure. So I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that they, you know what? I'm not actually sure. I'd I'd have to check. Um, But I don't think that they, mm, yeah, I'm not positive. I would have to see. I think they kept their jobs though. Wow. And I think that's, I think that's almost, that almost helps the point I was getting back to earlier. If we were to accept a constant that we don't need to know the name of. There's still an issue of, of like you have an officer on the line. Is that proper protocol in regards to dealing with a perpetrator or I'm assuming? Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, presumably that was how they were trained. I mean the position I'm sure was a proper position, right? Just like again the even the Chauvin Chauvin case, right? They did train that position for maximal restraint. So I'm sure that the position was on some level allowed um but whether or not they should have maintained it i don't know and and again i don't want to say whether or not that they handled this correctly just that it's another experience that if this were handled with the same vigor that these other ones were like it seems equally bad if not worse when you tack on things like making the jokes about him passing out and things so my point wasn't isn't to really you know, shame these particular officers or, or talk about this particular case. I would love to. I'm not going to protect. No, <laughs> there's no need to hold back. That's a horrific thing. To, well, yeah. To, 
There's no, you can't, def- it's not like you're going to be like, oh, let me, I'm not going to be as rude to the, no, someone died under yeah. their, under your hands and then you mocked their death and that, that's on camera. So, you know, that's, 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 yeah. I don't know. I mean, if, 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 if people feel like, you know, I've, I've, I've heard of these names. I just don't know the mm-hmm. situations, but it's still horrific. I figured that we would get, go through some of those comments before going on to some of these other cases. Um, but some person said, uh, Micaiah was shot five times. Jacob Blake was shot seven times. Is it really necessary to shoot that many times? Someone responded and said, yes, you need to shoot until the threat is stopped. Then someone responded with a nine millimeter. I think so. I just saw another video of an officer shooting a man about 10 times in the body to get him to drop to the ground and live. I think it is shoot till they drop because they're a threat. Uh, nine millimeter are big pellet guns. Um, and so, yeah, I think I, I agree. And that's something that Mike had said earlier when we talked to him too, is that you shoot to stop. Right. And so that was, that's why basically you, you, you keep shooting and you may even be shooting before because you're not assessing between each shot, um, is one of the other things that he had mentioned. Be sure to check out that interview that we did with him that we'll be posting. If we've already posted this and you're listening to this, it's already been posted. So check that one out for sure. Um, we then had some other comments. One person said that he'd like to give props to the surgical accuracy that this guy had to even pull it off. To be honest, I don't think anyone realizes how hard that shot is that fast and that close. I, that that's also very true. I mean, it is a really good, it's really good that he was that skilled, right? The other person didn't get hurt. Um, no one else was hit. No, that's kind of crazy for the the proximity of those two. Mm -hmm. And for somehow I'm looking at the video and four shots returned, and her right. back is facing the gun, and it 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 started in the chest. Uh, you must there's a skill there. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> no, and 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 good, right? Because you know, better to have that happen than more people get hurt. Someone responded and said, "What happens if the cop doesn't stop the threat, and that girl ends up stabbing that other girl?" Um, and then someone responded to that and asked if she fell after the first shot or whether it took five shots to get her to the ground and That's, the video has the evidence. It's so fast. So if you've ever shot five consecutive shots that fast, it's very mm-hmm. difficult to, if he saw in between that, saw the collapse and then proceeded to do another shot, we're giving him too much credit. Right. And I think, you know, in that, in that time period, I don't know how you could stop the threat without i don't know i don't know how you could do it without her dying with, just with this particular case just because she, her back was to him the whole time so i'm not sure how he could same with jacob blake right his back was to him the whole time and so the ability to assess is even less than if you're firing rapidly at someone and they're facing you because at least then you have facial expressions you have you know some more body language you've got some other things to assess based on whether or not they're still going to be a threat Mm -hmm. i don't know if you have any of that in this case i don't know know. it seems oh we got did we get a new one uh yeah it says i feel they really were not on his back well on his back but on his neck gotta be respectful yeah, they were talking about the the uh, body cam footage we were showing. They were. They were oh. definitely on his back. This was um, or Tony Timpa. Um, oh, so, yeah, they were definitely on his back, um, not on his neck. And But it is still a controversial position because you can restrict airflow by depressing certain parts of the back. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, whether or not it, they were actually responsible for his death, I don't know. Um, he was found to be on cocaine and something else. So again, you know, well, it may Robert or may not. Junior ain't never die unless it was right. a horror movie. I don't what that doesn't stop nothing. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, I don't know, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's 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 another example of something that went wrong and on some level seemed to be police brutality, at least with the length at which they they stayed on him, right? Because with Chauvin, this is what I was saying with Chauvin is my problem with his handling of George Floyd was that he kept going after he was non-responsive, right? right? Same thing with Tony. Tony was out. And they, at that point, if that's the, the quote unquote brutality, you know, you had one guy doing it while he was watching a crowd and still keeping his knee there. And then you had other people making jokes. So 
That's what I'm saying. That's, but the issue was then with the force, no? It cannot be with... Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so there isn't, you know, that's why I don't want it to sound like I'm saying there's no issue, I guess, mm-hmm. is my point. Like, there is an issue of police brutality, but it it cuts across racial lines, too. Um, so this other example, D- Daniel Shaver, um, is another one that I want to... Er, that that I wanted to talk about um, briefly, it was basically a case where um, he he held a pellet gun, I believe, out out a window, and someone saw it, and they called the cops. Um, and then the the cops came up there and wound up having when they came out of the room, then um, they stopped them, had them. Um, they had them stop. It was it was Daniel Shaver and one woman, and they had them stop, kneel, get out, get down on the ground, and basically this at this point in the video, um, the woman they've already extracted the woman. She's already been moved past past them, um, and so she's no longer in the shot. It's just Daniel Shaver, and so then this happens. Your um, discretion is advised. Yes. Hey, young man, listen to my instructions and do not make a mistake. You are to keep your legs crossed. Do you understand me? You are to put both of your hands, palms down, straight out in front of you. Push yourself up to a kneeling position. I said, keep your legs crossed. I didn't say this in conversation. Hey, Put your hands up in the air. You do that again, we're shooting you. Do you understand? So that one was Daniel Shaver. Um, that's that's not a that's not a brutality one. That's just in in regards to the what the, what was t- instructed. That was not a. That was also, they did they followed protocol. They did complete protocol. Right, and again, even that, even the shot. I will say there is a point right before they shot him where he did reach right back for his waistband. Right, it was likely of he was course. trying to pull his shorts up or something. So again, even there, I'll say that it probably wasn't. A, a necessarily a quote-unquote bad shoot as far as you know protocol goes right just the same as some of these other things but to the yeah you know if, if again if focused on with the same vigor with the same lens well no i, guess, I, I would disagree because there were situations where the cop i think i forgot one case where some guy was getting out of his car i think we spoke about it on the on the podcast mm-hmm. the guy was getting out of his car he was like apparently breaking up a fight and then he tried to he jumped back in the car and the police was warning him, Hey, do not jump back in the car. He chose to jump back in the car and there was a gun in the car and they shot him. And we were like, Yeah, that's not the same thing. He clearly acted in the correct format and that was accepted. So that is almost exactly the same situation. That you're you're doing something, you're caught, the officer seems very clear, direct, and forceful. And the mm-hmm. you as the perpetrator uh are seem to be cognizant in being able to comply and follow directions. You go in, you choose not to follow directions, that's what happens. So that's an objective situation. If those who are unaware, we can point to situations of which we are talking about that does stir the conversation of reform or even race in regards to police, policing and urban communities. But those that particular situation, I couldn't see a candle being held in any demographic. But I agree. But that's my point is I think that argument could be made for the Rayshard Brooks example or for the... I don't know the Mike Brown example, right? Or the I, yeah, I, I you know. fall on the side of the of the silent majority on the Mike Brown. One. That was on him, right? So that's what I. That's all I mean is that I think that when people make these lists and they choose who's included on those lists, like I, I don't think that you know, just like I don't think that Rayshard Brooks should be on the list or Jacob Blake should be on the list. I don't think that Daniel Shaver should necessarily be on the list because it, even though it looks really bad and it frankly is still incredibly tragic and awful that like you said the cop was he he said objectively said if your hand goes down again then we will shoot you and his hand went down again and he shot him it's awful it's tragic and frankly with 
you know, it, it looks horrible, right? With the guy crying and with, you know, with everything, it's, I don't know. It, it looks a lot worse than it is, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the case with a lot of these that get such massive publicity and, and, and get, you know, elevated to the national spotlight as opposed to just being a local, uh, a local crime story. But, but yeah. And we have some of the comments in the chat. It says, not sure, not sure why they didn't cuff him and sit him up. And I think it was because they hit the, the pistol was probably in his back pocket, but I couldn't imagine he would be faster than one who's already has their gun pulled out. But uh, this, the, this next one is messed up. Cop, cold blood, kill that dude. Yeah, so the, the first couple were about the other video. The first oh. one where he says cop cold killed him, that was where he talked about, he's talking about Shaver. Yeah, he said, with, um, but with all the instructions, it's too much. Cop kept telling him to do different things. He said, even he, that person was confused. Uh, that was from the first video. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing. This is one where it's, it's up in the air. I don't know, you know, I don't want to say whether or not it was handled correctly. I I just know that it looks awful. It is tragic, but it, but people don't know Daniel Shaver's name at all. Mm -hmm. And I think that I would much well, rather people. Yeah. Not, it may not be the majority, but because not everybody's going to know every black person who had an injustice. Not a lot of people remember the, the ones who didn't make it, but a lot of people still do remember them. Like I had to, there's people who still don't know who, and this is, this is something separate, but it's it just the name tends to run along. I had to inform somebody what the whole Trayvon Martin case was. Mm -hmm. Not saying that's associated with this, but I'm saying there's just because the name is out there, it isn't publicized. Like his right. name is big to those who are fighting his fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, someone had a comment said, "Did he have a pistol in his back pocket?" No, so I don't think that they actually found any guns on him. It was oh, just wow. It was most likely. I'm pretty sure he was. And so fact check me, I'm not positive, um, but I'm pretty sure that he he was likely, you know, they, they were drinking. I'm pretty sure. I think that he was probably adjusting his shorts or or, or something. But no, I don't think he actually had a gun. Um, the the last example that I wanted to show, just because it was most recent, um, this one happened, I believe, Wednesday. Um, Man, Zach, you're putting me through the ringer. I don't I've never watched these. So this last one, I think, happened Wednesday. It's really quick. Um, and so this was just, no one dies in this one. Um, but basically, a cop was called because there was a report that someone was being threatening, I think, or, or using a metal object as a weapon. And so some backstory, apparently some kids were picking on this kid, uh, this kid Preston. Um, Preston is autistic. And so he did, you, he did pick up like some kind of metal pole or metal something off the ground and was like, you know, whatever, um, using it to like, I guess, keep them away or whatever. I don't know if he actually assaulted anyone or anything, but then this is later, um, where Preston was just kind of hanging out by the fence and he matched that description. And so what you'll see in the video just because it's really quick and it's not super great quality because it's from across the street. Um, basically, the cop walks up to him, um, takes and throws his scooter, and then when the kid um, kid runs, and so the cop grabs him and throws him to the ground, but then punches him in the face. <laughs> so here's that. This is Preston Wolf. So, so yeah, this one is a little tougher to see. It's, it's smaller. Um, but basically the, you know, again, it's a case where. I don't know about that one. You know, most of it is justified. Most of it, him, him grabbing him and bringing him to the ground is probably on some level justified, but then punching him in the face, right? He punches him in the face, which is not necessary. Like, no, it's not necessary, but there's, I mean, we have instances where, but that's regular police, I guess that's, that's typical, right. that's typical brutality, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I just think that people's energy is, is directed 
And I agree with really. that. If you're, if you're looking at it like the energy is not the same, you are completely right by saying the objective energy is never the same. Especially when it comes to celebrities who jumps on perspectives that have a cause that can benefit them in some form of fashion. I always I always think of it think of it in such a good light, but yeah. also in a very odd energy, uh the amount of money that uh George Floyd's daughter and the family now has uh, to the point that she's even a shareholder of Disney. Who? That is a lot of pain money when you're 16, 17, 18, and you realize that so many other names have passed with similar instances, and those families aren't well-to-do for the, in, for the duration of America. You understand how much money that, like, the amount of money that was devoted to black, to help black communities, to help uh, after-school programs that were, uh, uh, I don't know if it was defunded or uh, take the programs were taken back from during the Trump the beginning of the Trump administration. Like a lot of that money will never go to these communities. Yeah. And you got to sit and think about just how much of the support won't be there for the things that matter, especially no matter what level of society you're in. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's talk about solutions a little bit then before we close, you know, I know we've been going for a little while, but you know, before we close, let's try and, I don't know, have some constructive element to this too. You know, what, so what do we think people have been talking in the comments a little bit, talking about whether or not it's a systematic or training issue or a people issue or a race issue or a culture issue, a people issue. And it's, it's probably some combination of it all, right? Like there's obviously, there's obviously some element of all of that that is going to play into this, but what do you think is the solution to this? Not just, you know, each particular instance that we've seen and the various anecdotal uh, instances, but, you know, policing, police brutality and and things like it. Like, how do we how do we solve that? We had one person comment and they said it boils down to better training and better hiring. So, yeah, I think that's. How not better hiring a longer training uh, regiment. And I think someone mentioned it before. I believe it was Mike's brother. Uh, that there needs to be needs to be a national uh, code of conduct for the policing forces of America, because we need to have uh, we need to have some type of uniformity. And if we if we're going to call something systemic, it has to run through a system. And it's, I don't think it even runs as a system within America now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like everything else that's systematic, it runs through a system through a chain of command. There really isn't one. That goes all the way up in regards to policing, in my opinion. Uh, we actually have one that a comment that just dropped that said lots of these cops that are dirty goes right. They don't they get fired or they get uh, moved behind a desk in the company, but then nothing really nothing really changes. Uh, another comment jumped in and says uh, unpopular and hopefully not offensive, but could paying police more and requiring a degree of education and highly and higher salary for it. Maybe the solution is more funding to get the professionalism we expect. And I agree. Uh, Oh, Zach, go ahead. I half agree. I I agree with some some of it. I agree with paying more. And and as someone said before, we missed one other. There was one other comment. They said we need more funding for police, not defunding. I agree with that. And I agree with, you know, requiring um, different things. I, I don't know if requiring an education for it is really the answer. I don't know how you, what do you, I don't know how you, teach something like that like it's the same as the military right like i wouldn't want a college degree necessary for a military member right there's training there's police training and things but i wouldn't want to see like a college degree requirement or something i don't think would be necessary yeah they have they have public uh what's uh uh what's the name public defense as a major that's like a thing yeah professionals and, and detectives come in and teach the practice and protocol I would love for the, the those who have a gun to be educated. Granted, I'm speaking in America, mm-hmm. so they may, they may those may fall on deaf ears. But I I hope for that utopian future where that's required. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe something right. Someone had commented IQ levels, just like the military has IQ requirements. Um, so you know, I think that there are. There are obviously certain things that be, could be implemented in that in that area. I think honestly, the the easiest solution for a lot of this is to get rid of the useless laws that are in place that are instilling that are propagating these interactions. Like there, 
there shouldn't be I don't know. Most traffic stops, I feel like, are are just unnecessary to have either an interaction for, for one, or two, I, I mean, going a little further, whether or not there should even be a law. I mean, if you're a cop and you're tailing someone whose tag is expired, right, mm-hmm. why can't you get their license plate and mail them a ticket, right? Why do you have to even interact with this person at all? I'm, just I, send... I mail them a ticket and you know i going even further i think that you know registration for the car in the first place is probably not necessary i mean the libertarian to me would just say well let us just have the car without the registration then you don't have to worry about you know keeping tabs on us and then you don't have to worry about pulling us over when we have the tags expired you know same with a lot of these different laws that that people have been killed over you know for and and it all very few times do police interactions happen because they're just randomly initiated. Oftentimes someone is calling the police, but you can't call the police on something that isn't illegal, you know? Well, you can call the police on something illegal. Well, okay, yeah, I guess you can. People in the park, people kids selling water bottles. Yeah, no, that was a stretch. People do call the cops on people for everything. Did you hear about the kid in South Carolina that that went to court, uh, that that was arrested and went to court for picking a flower? You think I'm lying? This video Jeez. and uh, it's document. I think you know it's like the public public uh, data records or whatever. Jeez. He's like seven. He picked a flower, and the cops came and his guardian waited. And they were like, "Well, we can't leave." The cops came. And the cops came, arrested him, and then uh, he got he got he said got a court date, and I forgot what, the, what happened afterwards. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like why you know who who is that law protecting? You right, know what exactly. I mean? Like who? I get it. Technically, that's someone's. That's someone's property, right? And so ultimately, yes, I, I get it that there there needs to be something there, right? But that can simply be a, hey, your seven-year-old picked my flowers. No. You need to pay me some money for my flowers now instead of we're going to terrorize your seven-year-old and make him have a traumatic experience that, you know, whatever. Right. Um, we had someone comment, it's so hard to get rid of things like registration. People have voted so much for what these things were put into place for. Uh, for its funding and remove and to and if you remove something and something else suffers, that's a budget nightmare. To be honest, yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of these laws at this point, there's so much useless, you know, junk that so much of it is held up by all the junk at this mm-hmm. point. So, I mean, you can't take away a lot of it without causing issues somewhere else. Um, but yeah. But I don't know. In regards to just looking at the the not looking at everything as a nihilist perspective, in regards to the subject, more funding, increased funding would that mm-hmm. genuinely have to be the answer in some yeah. type of uh, national legislation. I think that's the only way, and it'll come. That will naturally come. I think that'll make sense. Enough instances will be like, all right, guys, let's just mm-hmm. make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that. We, we've already seen kind of an uptick in police reform and, you yes. know, use of force regulations and things like that more recently. And I'm sure that will continue, you know, as, as people start to get more frustrated and as more instances happen and things like that, we'll definitely see more of a push in that direction for sure. Mm-hmm. But on that note, I mean, I think that we've pretty well covered some of these issues. I think we, oh, well, hold on. We got one more, we got one more question that I think is a good point to end on. It says, do you think we can get back to trusting the police? What's the roadmap? Who's we? That's a good point. Yeah, I, that's true. Yeah. We'll, we'll give them a second to say who's we, but we did get one other comment that said qualified immunity needs to end too. Oh, and they said everyone, I'm white. I know okay, so everyone. thousands of white people who love the fuck out of a police officer. <laughs> they, they, they don't see an issue. They're like, well, unfortunately, it happens in communities where I don't have to deal with that anymore. So mm-hmm. I enjoy I enjoy the, 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 the lighter end of life. And this is coming from a surgical room. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I, people who are like Brandon, I, I get it. And, you know, it needs to be figured out by those in that area. But it doesn't affect my life. And if I grew up having this perspective, I can't change that at 60. Yeah. I, I get 
This is, I don't think it's a systemic, you can't solve it systemically. And that's the no. problem, I think, with with designating it as a systemic problem is now people are going to look for a systemic solution, right? They're going to look to the federal government for a solution to this so because that's nifty. Direct. It needs to be community driven. It needs to be, you can't trust a cop just because they're a cop. You trust a cop because they're either, either they're your cop or you just trust all cops because you've never had a negative interaction with them, right? If you've had any negative interaction with a cop, you're going to be a little apprehensive. Yeah. yeah. But if it's your cop, then that's a little different, right? You know, I saw a post on Facebook of this, you know, it was an interaction. I don't remember what city it was and who knows if it actually happened. But when you, t- it was a, a cop was talking to someone, they got a call about someone and they looked around and they said, well, I don't see, I don't see a car blocking a, a drive here. And some black guy was like, well, what do you mean? And he was like, well, I got a call for, oh, okay. And it turned out that uh, someone just called the cops on him, you know, because he was black or whatever, um, or fault, you know, whatever it, it wasn't, there wasn't actually a car. Mm-hmm. And so they realized what happened. The cop kind of apologized. And then the, the guy invited him to come in with him to the barbershop he was standing outside of. And the cop mm-hmm. wanted to, and then he hesitated for a little bit. He didn't want to make it weird. And then the guy in- insisted, and he came in, and he inter- introduced him to some guy that was in there and whatever, and it went well. And so I think that's that's what needs to happen, right, is if you have this area, you need to tailor it to the areas that don't trust police, right? Who mm-hmm. doesn't trust police, and who are the police in those areas? On some level, they need, and it's both, right? Both sides need to well, Zach, sacrifice you're touching you're touching on some really amazing points. Like that's very much so. Uh, so my dad's a, co- a retired correction officer, mm-hmm. and the term that he uses, or the term that's used, is called walking the beat. Yeah, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what you're describing: is to go into the community and see the community that you're serving. There's people, say for instance, in Wilmington, Delaware. Wilmington, Wilmington is known as some one of the hardest areas in the country just because it's so small, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at the police force, there's people from the most high class, upper middle class, uh, high class areas that are working in these inner cities scared absolute shitless. Mm-hmm. And they don't walk around. They live out 30 40, uh, 30, 40 minutes outside the city. So they're not even interacting with the community. You need to interact with your community so you can know what's up. Right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and you should be, you know, cops should be from their own city. But it, but it takes, it takes... I don't know, both sides are going to have to kind of swallow their pride a little bit in this because obviously there's distrust on both sides now. Right? I'm sure that if you asked uh, if you asked inner city cops, right, or in impoverished cities with with higher crime rates, mm-hmm. if you asked them, "Hey, make it a point to to stop by this local place and and talk with the locals." I'm sure some of them may be afraid to get shot or or killed or whatever because of the perceptions. Just like I'm if sure the, that for those for the cops that are already in the city or the ones who from her not from the city. Probably well, probably more so the latter, right? And yeah. that's probably why it's more important for you to actually police in your community because right. now you know these people, right? Maybe if you know, look, if you know Daniel Shaver. Right, if you know Derek, um, or you know his mom, or you know his aunt that owns the diner down the street, right? Then it's a lot easier. Then, then now you immediately have some context, right. right? Now you immediately have some, and now look, that doesn't always lead to success, right? Chauvin had context on George Floyd, right? He, he knew lot. him, right? So, so it doesn't mean that in you're inevitably going to avoid any police brutality whatsoever, and you're going to you know, avoid any problems, but mm-hmm. you know. Look, if if the cop knew that Preston Wolf was autistic, he probably wouldn't have punched him in the face, right? right? If if the cops knew that, you know, if the cops knew what kind of person Philando Castile was, maybe they wouldn't have shot him because they thought that he was reaching for something other than his phone or his ID or whatever, right? Like, if you have that context, if you know if that person is in your community, then you know it 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 does something, right? And plus, then. It's it's important, right? That it's important to just be to know people in your community to to be better. I can't really speak to this, right? I'm kind of a hypocrite here. I don't no, know that many I people in Ann Arbor, <laughs> right? But but yeah, no, but I I get it and I understand what you're saying. What you're saying, are, I would say, is pretty novel because not a lot of people, at least coming from your background, would have such a 
a realistic answer to a lot of it. You know what I mean? You're speaking, mm -hmm. this is a pure answers. This should be the only clip we make yeah, uh, because of its impact and where and who it's, whom it's coming from. Right. But hopefully next week we come back again and uh, we definitely have the same conversation and hopefully not have another incident where, I don't know, things tend to repeat themselves. Yeah. All right. Well, that's any, that's as good a place as any to cut it. Um, thank you all for joining the conversation and thank you everyone that's listening in. If you like this episode, please be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star rating, tell a friend about us. We still grow really well through word of mouth, and that's really where we're trying to grow. Um, we are going to have a website soon, and so if you're listening to this a couple weeks or in advance, try going to saywhatneedsaying.com and see if we're there yet. If we are, then check it out, give a few videos to watch, and, and explore the site a little bit. But, and if not, then tune back in in a week. And if not, do that again. So <laughs> thanks again for tuning in. It was a great conversation and we'll see you all next time. Later guys.